it's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldog Molinaroli. Yes, hello, it is a new year. 2016 is here and the Supercoach is out and we are here to discuss all the information. We've got four big weeks of pre-season shows for you covering all the teams, looking at all the in-depth information. I am Paulie G, of course, your host. Good Andrew Moldog, Molinaroli with me. Uh, back for 2016. Happy New Year, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Yeah, you too. Uh, yeah, very excited for the uh, footy season ahead and uh, can't wait for the nines. Always exciting to watch these boys run around. Yeah, it, it, I can't wait either. And Peter Hanscom with us, of course, as well. Happy New Year, mate. Welcome back. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's, it's great to be back. Uh, yeah, pretty average summer of cricket there, but uh, it's coming to slowly coming to its end. And, yeah, looking forward to the rugby league. And um, it's going to be a great season. All the more reason to uh, look forward to this footy season. And, of course, Supercoach, it is open as of Friday. Uh, I hope that you've already got there and opened up your team. We're not only going to talk talk about Supercoach this year. We're going to talk about NRL Fantasy. We're going to talk about daily leagues. So we're going to get right into all all things um, Supercoach and NRL Fantasy. So you won shop. One-stop shop uh, here at uh, Supercoach Pros, www.supercoachpros.com. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros. Ryan MS is back with us as well, but just not with us tonight. But we do have some information from him that we're going to be reading out a bit later on the show. We're going to cover uh, four teams um, this week. We're going to do four teams each uh, over the next four weeks. Uh, the Cowboys, the Storm, the Broncos, and the Roosters up this week. So we'll get some information from him when we get to that point. But first things first, we've got to talk about the draw, of course, came out late last year. And, Andrew, having a look at the draw, of course, it's very important when you're playing Supercoach. You're looking for those, those matchups. You're looking for, you know, what slight advantages that you can get. It's hard to look too far down the track. Origin's always going to be something that you want to work around. The finals, obviously, you want to be primed for the finals, but very hard to forecast too far ahead. But you can look at those first sort of five to eight weeks and get a gauge on, on maybe some teams that have a little bit easier or a little bit tougher and help guide you on a couple of crucial decisions. Is there any obvious ones there that, that you've seen in, in the NRL draw that might have a bit easier or a bit tougher? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you, you know me, and it's no secret that I, I, I don't follow the Warriors. I just love watching them. Um, I think <laughs> their, their draw and um, is very, very, very doable. Um, they've got uh, a couple of home games in there uh, sprinkled in as well. So I think I think the Warriors should be looking all right by round eight, nine-ish. Um, like I said, the home games, I think they travel to Perth as well to play the South over there. So, um, again, I, I, I like watching them. Uh, you don't really have to worry about origin for them. So when I pick a Warriors player, I just, you know, chuck them in um, and, and just watch them go. But, um, yeah, Warriors for me. And also, I, I don't mind my team. I might be a little bit biased here, but, yeah, Manly. Um, bought a few good buys in the off-season. I mean, it's no secret they've, they've had a big shake-up and, you know, people like Lewis Brown and, and, and Nate Miles, Coruscant, these guys are good, you know, at, in their own right. But the draw, I think, seems to favour them as well. So they're, they're really, uh, you know, they're, they're on my radar. And um, someone I'm, I'm not too keen on, only because they're a bit unknown just because of the off-season they had, is the Roosters. I mean, 
like I said, they've still got their guns, but I mean, they're missing Jennings, Maloney, Pierce is out, Roger Tufaj, Shek is gone. So I mean, like I said, they've still got some guns, but I don't think they're going to be doing it as easy as they have done in the and, past. And have a listen to their draw. They got the Rabbitohs first up, who rejuvenated under Sam Burgess returning. The Raiders in Canberra. That's not going to be an easy game. Then the Premiers, the Cowboys. They got your mob. The Seagulls will be, you know, a new coach. Warriors, who you've mentioned. Um, Souths again in round six. Uh, and then Dragons in round eight on Anzac Day. And Pete, speaking of the Dragons, they don't have an easy run either. The Storm and the Sharks to begin with and the Rabbitohs. Panthers at home, a bit easier. But then the double whammy of the Cowboys are by the, the Broncos. And then again, as, as we mentioned after the Titans, round seven is the Roosters in round eight. Um, have your team got the toughest draw? Of at least the first sort of eight to ten weeks? That's been the rumour, yeah. Um, apparently they've picked up this draw is done quite at random by, by a mob over in Canada. And, uh, yeah, they get, um, yeah, it's just a bit of a, they have to work around the games like the Anzac Day game and some other other particular fixtures in there like the East and uh, the, the Rabbitohs sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, it's been said that the Dragons have got the toughest draw. But, you know, it's a little bit hard. I think that things are going to change a bit from last year in terms of the teams we're going to see in the eight and so on. So, you know, it's a little bit of an unknown quantity, but certainly that a double whammy road trip in rounds five and six is the Cowboys in Queensland and then Brisbane in Brisbane. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough gig. And so I hope, that, uh, for my sake, as a Dragon supporter, that we win at least one of those. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be the first seven or eight rounds that could see the Dragons with possibly only about two or three wins because they play, as I said, play the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Storm, um, Cronulla away. You know, it's... Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. I had the money winning two games, I think, of their first six. So, uh, alternatively, the Raiders, you know, they've got a great start. They've got the Panthers at home. The Roosters come to them in disarray. Newcastle and Gold Coast, you know, not the hardest games out there. Bulldogs, Eels, unknown quantities at best. Sharks, then the Tigers, Panthers and the Dragons. So, I think they've got a, a great run in. And even and my team, the Tigers, you know, I don't think they'll do that great this year, but certainly a softer start to the draw uh, – with the draw there, Warriors, Seagulls, Titans, Eels, and then the, the Sharks and the Knights first first up. So not not the worst, that's that's for sure. And, and you know, it can have a big weighing on on how you, you sort of you look at which players that you want to want to bring in. If you're looking at loading up on a team like perhaps the Roosters a few weeks ago, maybe you turned off after you've seen the draw, and now they're off field issues. And another thing that's just come out, of course, is Supercoach prices um, for 2016. And Andrew, I wanted to sort of have a look at that. There's some interesting points to be made in regards to the pricing structure this year because we've noticed that um, some of the um, players are more speculative, less less based upon the numbers. Dylan Napa, I think, ones that come comes to mind. Never hit 300,000 last year yet. That's where he's at this year. Um, 133300 is the new base price for players that played last year. I think Sione Katoa is the only one that slipped through who played round 26 for Panthers last year. Besides him, everyone else is at 133. And if you haven't played, uh, it, it's 113000 So those changes in a little makes it a little bit more interesting in regards to how you, you attack it. Yeah, it's, it is um, <clears throat> a little bit different. I mean, you look at someone like Ashley Taylor who played one game and broke his finger or something and he's 133,000. It does make it hard, but again, it makes it interesting. Um, 
Yeah, it, it, the, I mean, Sam Burgess has been out of the game for a year and he, he's back to 423000 That's a pretty big price for someone who hasn't yeah. played the game in a year. Um, but then, you, I mean, people like Jason Tamalola, I think, are totally underpriced. Like, he's, he's at 323000 who's a, you know, a potential keeper. So, I mean, you just got to do your research, listen to us, and then uh, make your picks from there. Well, there's some of the... Yeah, Tamalolo's a good example of some of the guys I want to to sort of have a look at um, today because those ones that just stood out as, as oh, well, that's a good, that's good value. Um, I am interested. Uh, the other thing I did want to mention, Danny Wicks last year, of course, 113000 a similar situation, um, Pete, happening to St George, Russell Packer, and he comes in, I think, at 215000 So a big change, big change there into how, you know, you're going to get those, those cheapies. So you certainly got to dig a bit deeper. But one guy I think, and we're going to talk, uh, uh, more Broncos in the, in a moment. We're going to get in depth with them, um, but of course, guys like Carlin Anderson, who we'll talk about a, a bit later in the show, at one hundred thirteen thousand. Maybe that's what you're looking. And the nines coming up this weekend is going to be a perfect place um, to start um, as far as finding those guys that are at the bottom basement price. Exactly. Well, if you remember last year um, with the nines, is that a young guy, uh, the Cronulla just signed called Jack Bird, uh, right. made a name for himself. Uh, the nines and yeah a lot of people went whoa and you know then took a few weeks for him to get selected in first grade and then when he did you know the, the rest is history as I say yeah this young Carlin Anderson from the Broncos 113,800s coming to him from big reps from the winners of the Intrust Super Cup um, and he's very uh, a, a good backline utility player and, and dripping talent uh, Steve Renoff actually had big reps on him so can't get bigger bigger recommendation than that no, that's right. And um, also having a look at, at some of those, uh, I guess, uh, bigger name players, Andrew, do you, do you really look at saying, okay, let's get those big guns, the 500,000 players, the 450,000 players, and litter them with these cheap guys? Or are you still looking at those diamonds and rough like Tamalala at 323? Uh, you know, there's some other, a couple of the manly guys, like Jake Chaborovic, 310,000. Is that a guy you might, might look at instead? Well, I mean, you, the the old Supercoach formula is the guns and cheapies, isn't it? So you, you need you need the staples. You need your, your Burgesses, your Fafitas, your, your Thurstons, um, Kilbasha Sheks. You know those guys. Um, and and then you know fill them up with the with the cheapies. People like uh, you know uh, Brendan Lawrence is one hundred sixty six thousand. You might get mm. a decent run this year. Um, uh, I've been on him for a couple of years now, but Michael Cheekham's 130000 People are at the, who are going to get game time, who are going to give you a bit of cash and maybe you can sell a bit later on. They're not, they're not, they're not keepers, but, but they're not, uh, you know, they're going to make you some money. So they're, they're playing a bit of bit of game time just to, to bump up some points and make you a little bit of money. I think that's the best way to go. And, again, it's just keeping, it, keeping your eye out for the thing people there who you think are undervalued. So, like I said before, I think... Tamalolo is undervalued. I think he's a potential keeper at 323,000. I think that's a, that's a steal. Pete, I'm interested when you talk about those cheaper cheap prices, Andrew. A guy that you would know from St George, he's moved over to Parramatta this year. They were weak up front last year, Parramatta. They needed to get some bulk, especially once Mirren and Wicks were off um, the field after the first 20 minutes. Rory O'Brien's come over. Didn't get a lot of game time because of the fact St George was so strong in the front row. Um, is he a guy that exactly the type of guy Parramatta are looking for? And if so, is that become a money maker at one hundred forty four thousand? 
Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, Parramatta's, um, as you said, up the middle last few years. Of, you know, basically since they, they made the finals in 09, have been pretty poor. And um, yeah, apart from Mao in the second row, he's the only one that was doing a lot of the tackling, I think, last year. But uh, yeah, someone like Rory O'Brien has got a bit of got a bit of size about him. Uh, would be a very good is a very good pickup for Parramatta. Um, he's not a kid, so he's sort of developed. He's getting to that age about 26, 27, where a prop should really be starting to really hit his straps. Um, and it's you know could see, be considered his last chance in the, in the big league for, for Rory O'Brien. And um, he's come up from the country last year, so yeah, no, I think it's a good pickup for for Parra and a good pickup for uh, Supercoach. Good cheapie. And, um, Andrew, you know, looking the other end of the spectrum, he's talked about some of these big names. Um, we'll go through some of them in a moment when we get to the Cowboys and the Broncos um, and the Storm and the Roosters, of course, as well. But the Warriors have got a few big names there. Two of Arshashek coming over, of course. Sean Johnson back from the injury. And even Tumalala Lalehi, not at the same cost, but, you know, good value, perhaps at just over 300000 Do you look at these guys? They're not going to be playing Origin, although they do have two buys over Origin, so that kind of weakens it a little bit, supercoach-wise. But, you know, are they all must-haves, or at least one of them? Well, I mean, yeah, for me, the spine... (laughs) It almost consists of Warriors players. Yeah. So you've got you, yeah. Isaac Luke, who's uh, just under 350,000. Tuvasa Shek, he's a gun, you know, proven, you know, in the amount of metres alone, he's crazy. And Sean Johnson, I, I guess the jury's still out, you know, we've got to see what he's like in the nines this week. Um, if he's still got that speed yes. and the step, I mean, he's, he's first picked in my team. Um, and then you've you got guys like Simon Mannering, who, you know, again, Proven performers, four hundred thirty-six thousand. Uh, who just consistent, just constantly churning out the points. So it's um, you can't go wrong with them. For me, you can't go wrong with them. If you know, there's no one more capable of getting over one hundred twenty points a game is is Sean Johnson. You know, you just got to pick the right week for him to do it, and then you you know make him captain, and, and that's what he can do. Yeah, and. Definitely Johnson. I think four forty-five. It's quite reasonable, cheaper than than Thurston. I mean, yeah, like, like I said before, the jury is out. I mean, his leg was pretty banged up, wasn't it? So I mean, we'll see how he goes this weekend. But like I said, he's he's usually the first one picked in my team. I'm interested he looking be playing at playing Origin either. Yeah, yeah. The, the Warriors do have both their buys over Origin, so you don't get a big impact on that. Obviously, the risk of getting injured in Origin doesn't apply, but you're still not. Yeah getting the benefit. Parramatta's an interesting one again this year. Um, there's two years running where they then they don't have a buy over Origins, so they're sort of the one team that you might want to target um, players from in that regard. I, I just was interested, uh, again, Pete, they've got a bit of a connection with Nathan Brown moving to Newcastle. Danny Levi's a guy you watched uh, and talked about regularly last year on the show. He's only 184,000, surely as a backup hooker. I don't know if he'd do much better than that. And, and the situation, it couldn't be better with um, Nathan Brown, you know, ex-hooker, going there to guide him and mentor him. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's a, it's a great pick-up. Um, he showed a lot of promise in first grade last year. Um, you know, it was a terrible season for Newcastle running last and, and Rick Stone getting the, getting the bullet. But, um, you know, I think 
and they haven't bought much this year, really. And yeah, the Levi's got the spot there if he wants it. I think that um, that he's uh, he's certainly going to be in uh, in Newcastle's top seventeen, and if not the starting hooker, I think he's a better player than Tyler Randall. I think no, great great um, pick up as your as your reserve hooker, absolutely. We've got to go um, in, in depth into the team shortly, but one more guy I want to mention as an out and out cheapy one hundred thirteen thousand out at Penrith. Um, Andrew, Jamie Stout and Peter Wallace not convincing. They're the future at, at halves definitely. Maybe not even this year. Will Smith had some good flashes towards the end of last year. No Isaac John anymore. He's moved on. Is Nathan Cleary, son of ex coach Ivan Cleary, is he someone that could be a real? Diamond in the rough, hundred thirteen thousand that could could skyrocket, much like you know a Kane LG did last year. Well, I mean, yeah, I have to look at the, the Penrith's history history with um, injuries. You know, like Wallace and Sowers' bodies, will they last yeah. a full season? I mean, they might do the first couple of rounds, but it's it's definitely it's definitely worth keeping an eye on. I mean, with like I said, their body with the the, the halves' bodies. I mean, they're getting a bit older now, but um, yeah, I, I probably it, it is put him on your watch watch list because yeah, those um, you probably will get a game at some point this year. I just wonder if you if you're better off just put him in there. He play, you know, um, get him in there at half half back as your backup half back and just wait well, I, and well, save I, a trade. I, I, I don't I don't see him getting the nod over over Wallace and Soud for now. I mean, depends on how they're going in two or three weeks, you know, whether Griffin panics. But, yeah, he's, he's, I mean, put him on your watch list. It's interesting, isn't it, because you saw last year Jack Bird, and, and this is why the nines are so great, and we saw that. And then round one, you know, Flanagan didn't want to go there with, with stars like Holmes and Bird, and in the end he realised he had to. And if you were smart and, and, and if you are patient as a super coach owner, you, you, you were on that from the start. You listened to us, we told you these guys. You and Aitken was another at St George who, who you know, got going, got, got a chance after the fact. Um, you know, it doesn't hurt to play these guys if you're playing those big names and these guys are just sitting on your bench. This is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. You can find us at www.supercoachpros.com. We're going to put up all the pre-season player pages. This should be up not long after the nine, so uh, by next week, some point, have a look at the all-new website that will be available then with all that information on every single player um, um, from Supercoach this year. Get that in, in. Get that extra extra information that you need not only by listening to us on this very podcast, Roundtable Podcast. We'll be doing this now right through. Um, Tuesdays is the day that we record. We'll be starting to ask for your questions moving forward from Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter if you don't already at SuperCoachPros, SuperCoachPros, and ask us some questions. We'll read out yours at toward the end of the show and hopefully give you some important information and uh, advice that um, just might help you get over the top in your league. And and of course, not only um, by following us on Twitter can you can you talk to us in that manner but we tweet out before each and every game um, last minute changes so that's critical once that season gets underway in just about a month from now just over a month from now it's pretty exciting guys and and when you're looking to shape your lineup for Supercoach we figured well what better way than to start at the top and this week we are going through the top four from last year Um, the Cowboys let's start with them now as I mentioned earlier in the show Ryan uh, MS 
not able to be with us, but he has put down um, information in regards to North Queensland. He thinks that they'll come fourth this year. It's a little bit step below, but he likes Jonathan Thurston, Michael Morgan, even at those high prices. Lachlan Coote, who, who's a big bump up this year, it must be said, but you know he still could be good value. And Ethan Lowe, who probably he, he went down in the last year's prices, it's come back a bit towards the middle of the road, so maybe more of a of a draft format. But he did start last year quite well. Uh, Pete, how do you see things going for North Queensland and which players are you eyeing off supercoach-wise? Um, I see the season going well for the Cowboys, obviously. Um, interesting to see that they're basically unchanged. Um, most teams usually lose a player or two from their premiership-winning team but uh, through injury or retirement or whatever. But um, the Cowboys have got the lot, and that that is wonderful for their stability. Um Picked up a couple of young players as well. I can't... They they will not finish outside the top four. I'd be very, very surprised if they did. Uh, in terms of other pickups, you can't disagree with what, what um, Ryan has said there or what Andrew said earlier about Tamalolo. Um, I also like um, the hooker, uh, Jake Granville, as a player. I think he'd come on and leaps and bounds last year. I think with the new interchange rule too, I think he'd be a pretty good buy for uh, very, the super coach. Yeah. Very affordable, too, at 342000 compared yeah. to the other hookers. I mean, he finished third um, for hookers last year. So, you know, that, that price is, is surprising. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper than, say, a Cameron Smith type. Uh, and, and James Seguiara, who didn't have yeah. the, the best year. No, exactly. And, you know, no, I think Granville, Granville said he was the key, one of the missing links to the, that got the Cowboys home last year. Um, I couldn't see him finishing outside the top four. I'd... I will rank them first, actually. I think they'll be minor premiers. Andrew, how do you, how do you see it going for North Queensland? And, and I'm interested in your thoughts as far as Jonathan Thurston. Very high price, but but is it a case of you've, you've just got to have him in your lineup, particularly if you want to go, uh, if you're trying to go for, for it all and not just head-to-head, but, but winning you know the Supercoach League overall? Oh, they're, they're definitely top four team. Um, They've learned how to win in Sydney, which is bad luck for us Sydney teams. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, JT, if you want to win, you know, he's he's like, well, Johnson's like him. I was going to say he's like Johnson, but no, Johnson's like uh, yeah. Jonathan Thurston. I mean, he can he can put up a 120-plus game, you know. He's just got that ability. But even when he doesn't do that, he's he's, you know, very, very consistent. He's worth the price, you know. You put him in your team, and you just, you just, you know, he's going to play every week because he's tough as nails. So, yeah, he's if you if you want him, you know, put out the price and and just sit back and watch the points pile up. Um, as more, yeah, general, I think Jason Tamalo, I've already mentioned him, three twenty three thousand, pretty good price. I think he's underpriced, and also put someone to put on your your watch list is uh, Tauto Moga. He's uh, two hundred nineteen thousand. Uh, if he gets a game, I think he'll 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 be good in the in the centres. I think that's a pretty good price for now. So it's just depending on his game time. I'm not sure if he's going to get a game, um, but yeah, he's he's worth a, putting on your watch list and just seeing how he goes first couple of rounds. Finished last year at two hundred fifty four thousand. Um, with some big games there, filling in with injury. He's only 219 this year, so one of the few to sort of dip back. The, the Supercoat's been interesting. They've sort of offered some enticing prices to those players that may not 
find a, a regular home and, and that's the question it's a star-studded back line but if you can get in there anyone that's running off passes from Jonathan Thurston you that's know right. it's going to be worth the shot speaking of such players I think Gavin Cooper's a must I think he showed his worth uh, last year he was highly touted um, from the from the Supercoach professionals team here last year and even though the Cowboys and him started a little slowly it didn't let you down by the year's end and uh, I just I just can't see you know him. Oh, I think second row. You know you've got a lot of overpriced players in 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 the second row. I think he's he's a must own. I think Kyle Feltz a bargain at two hundred fifty two thousand. Um, obviously, he, like Mogo, he might um, have difficulty uh, getting into the into the starting lineup. But I think the the finals last year showed that you know he's gonna he's he is gonna be there. I think he's got the the talent, and you know I, I think he'd be. Yeah, disregard him at, at your at your peril, essentially. Obviously, Jonathan Thurston, you've got to have him and Malala. I think you've got to give a second chance. The price is just too good to ignore. And and I agree with Pete with Granville. I think look, I think the Cowboys will come minor premiers. I don't think that they will win the comp again this year, but I do think they'll end up minor premiers. And and you can go to the bank with five or six of, of their players. Let's move on to the Brisbane Broncos. And, and, you know, obviously unlucky circumstances to lose the comp last year. That, they'll be up there as one of the favourites going into this year. In fact, in some ways, you'd think they'll be um, more ready. Uh, you've already mentioned Pete, um, Carl and Anderson. Um, you know, there is there other players that, that, that stand out to you? And, and do you think that they'll do as well as they did last year? There's one guy who's gone to gone to the Broncos in the off season rather controversially. Who I think is even though he's, it might seem like a lot of money, but I think James Roberts at three forty seven thousand two hundred is is pretty decent value. Uh, considering how well you know, like this time last year, we were wondering a little bit how Anthony Milford was going to go at five eight. He was absolutely outstanding and unlucky not to get the um. Clive Churchill medal in the grand final on a losing yeah, side. Yeah, he, he was the best on ground for sure. I, I thought yeah, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can just see James Roberts running off Milford's passes, um, and you know, linking up with Ben Hunt also. Um, I think he's he's a bit of a must at three forty-seven. I know. Yeah, I think this guy can really show his worth, and I think Ben may accidentally help New South Wales. He is a New South Welshman, thank goodness. Um, I think he might be in the origin side later this year, so for me he would be a good one. Um, yeah, most of the Broncos players, other Broncos players, you can't really go wrong with, of course. Maybe Parker's a little bit overpriced for um, what he's going to give. It's, it's always a risk with the, with the king of Supercoach, so I guess. Yeah, well, they've said he's going to play less minutes. Um, you know, that's the rumour. And obviously, you know, again, he sort of it's dangerous to not have in. Last year we suggested to wait and see and, and it probably would have worked out for you if you did but mind you if you had him the whole from game one you know you deal with that rough start he had a slightly rough start and then he was back onto his game it didn't take long did it round two round no. three I think um, where do you see him finishing Broncos I put down for four yeah, I'll read out Ryan's. He has him second. He thinks uh, Andrew McCulloch. I think that's an interesting one. Very good price at three, just over 370000 Anthony Milford, Alex Glenn, and Corey Parker is the best, although he does have a little bit of a question mark on Parker because of the 80-minute thing that we just mentioned. Uh, Andrew, how, how do you see those players? Uh, Pete already mentioned a little bit about Anthony Milford, and, and as, as has Ryan, um, I think he's like... 
Thurston and, and, and perhaps Johnson a, a must-have if you can squeeze him into your halves. Uh, yeah, I mean, Milford for me is, is the, the standout in the Broncos. He, uh, yeah. yeah, 408,000. Uh, he's a keeper. He's playing round 12. Uh, he won't be playing Origin. Um, not yet anyway. Oh, who knows? Well, I, I tell you what, and, and it's something that uh, we haven't mentioned, of course, but Cameron Munster and... and um, Valentine Holmes in trouble with the Queensland um, Emerging Origin squad. They've both been banned for the year uh, for breaking curfew there. Kevin Walters has banned them. Holmes has also been stood down from the nines. Now, rumour has it that Anthony Milford was another member there, as was Dylan Napa, which Dylan Napa, su- yeah, suggests that both of them will uh, miss out as well if it comes to pass. So... Not good for Milford, not good for, for a lot of things, but not bad if you own him in Supercoach at Origin yeah. time. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, it's not bad for New South Wales either, if I'm honest. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so Milford, yeah, he's my favourite in, in the Broncos. I think at the moment Parker's a little little bit overpriced. Um, they've, got a, they've got a... I mean, Bennett's so good at developing the... the Young young ones, doesn't he? And, and I like uh, mm. Francis Muller. I think his his game will suit the. Uh, he's got a good, good potential in Supercoach. His, his game style. He just needs to lift his minutes. So, uh, do maybe, you think he'll get the minutes this year? Well, uh, well, I'm hoping. I'm going to take a punt on him because I, I yep. really think his his game will suit a Supercoach style. In, if he played more minutes, so and he's one hundred thirty-three thousand. So yeah, that's, but that's basement nice. for an ex-player for a player who's for a player that's played. Yeah, so um, I, I really yeah, like I said, he, he's probably probably my my dark dark horse from the um, from the Broncos. Yeah, I, I look. I like the Broncos to come second after regular year regular season ends, and I think they might just take it out in the finals. To be honest. Um, Anthony Milford is a must-have. I think at four hundred eight thousand, you're getting a bargain. I think you're getting a player that could play at a level of five hundred thousand at yep. various parts of the year. So he's my number one. But I, I tend to agree with you, Andrew. I think a lot of the other players are a little bit overpriced. Look at good players like Matt Gillette, even Alex Glenn, um, Josh McGuire. Um, they're a little bit overpriced. Corey Oates is probably one that isn't, and probably take another step this year. Yeah, I, I actually got him on my watch list. Three hundred uh, two hundred thirty-two thousand. He's um, yeah, and and he's a you know centre second row, so two positions can't go wrong. And if you can't afford Thurston, I think Ben Hunt is a capable number two. You know, as far as he won't get you the Thurston numbers, but maybe if you've juggled your your lineup in another way, and you're looking to pick up Thurston a bit later on, I think Hunt is capable to cover you in the meantime, particularly in head-to-head leagues that start in round four. Um, but uh, and, and Ryan mentioned McCulloch. We can't sort of, um, you know, he finished second overall at hooking last year. So 373,000, that's not ridiculous for, for that level of play. Um, it's just whether there are other options. Peter already mentioned Jay Granville. Yeah, well, I mean, with McCulloch, you know what you're going to get, aren't you? Just consistency. Yeah. You work hard that guy. Yeah, and he and, you know he added something to his game last year. That was you know that's good to note as well. Let's um, look at the other two teams now, starting with the Roosters, and in the news for all the wrong reasons, really, particularly the last few weeks on the off season, they also lost some key players um, in James Maloney, Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, Michael Jennings, so, and now Mitchell Pearce could be out indefinitely. Um, I know Ryan's still got them at seventh. He likes. 
um, Jackson Hastings as a potential cash cow, maybe Jaden Nicarima as well, and then your regulars like Jerry Hargrove's board, Cordner, and Blake Ferguson. Um, I think the Roosters are going to have a tougher time this year. They've got the tough draw, as we mentioned earlier, Andrew. Do you see them getting in into the eight, and, and, and what players are, are you looking at there? Are they the ones that Ryan mentioned? I uh, yeah, I, you know after before the Pierce incident, I, I think uh, they were you know seventh, sixth, but yeah, I, I I just don't see them recovering. I oh, know <laughs> that ball hasn't even nah. yet, but yeah. it, it's I mean it, it's looking pretty disastrous already. Um, that being said, Trent Robinson he, he's pretty switched on. Uh, this will test him, um, so. Be interesting, but for me, that they're not in the eight. Um, as for the players, I mean, they, they've got a few uh, smokies in the back line that are, that are worth looking at. I mean, Jackson Hastings, I think he'd be a great cash cow number two sitting on your bench. Uh, Lettrell Mitchell has been touted as the next uh, Greg Inglis, <laughs> Tuvashi Sheik, whoever. Um, he'll probably get some game time this year. And, uh, and an older Warriors player. Omar Slamenko, is that how you pronounce it? It's a tricky one. Um, Slamenko, I think you're right. Yeah, he, he he's he's back. He went to Japanese rugby, I believe, and he's back, and he's at bargain basement prices too. So they've got a couple of options in the backs that are, that, that are worth looking at um, in the cheaper department. Uh, as for the guns, I can't really give you one other than Jake Friend. He's a lot McCulloch-like, you know. Um, you know what you're going to get. Not going to pay origin, that kind of thing. So... Um, yeah, that's all. That's all. I, I'm going to kind of steer clear of the Roosters. I think the question would be, I guess, Blake Ferguson. I sort of look at it this way: if Roosters have any chance of making of winning the comp, it's going to be on the back of him, which means three hundred fourteen thousand. You know, it's probably great value if you're prepared to take a punt on him because he could, you know, he could sort of take carry the team on his shoulders. He's that talented. I don't know if he has the capacity to do it in other ways, but certainly has the talent to do it. Well, if, I mean, if he's playing fullback, maybe he's getting, at fullback. More, yeah, maybe he's, fullback. He's getting more ball in his hands, you know, rather at centre. I mean, he scored really well for a centre who just scored tries. Yeah. So maybe with him in the ball, ball in his hand a bit more often, he might, you know, push up the, the scores to English kind of numbers. Look, I've also got the Roosters finishing out of the eighth. I think they only win eight games this year. Uh, which sort of has them, uh, you know, fin- finishing in the bottom four. So, I mean, they still got a tough. Good, good pack, but I mean, I just the, the back line doesn't have the, the, crea- class. the creativity. Yeah, yeah, just there's no class back there anymore. So, oh, apart from Ferguson, obviously. So, yeah, it's the, the, the halves are worried. It's just a big, big worry at the moment. They might have wished that they went after Robbie Farrer after all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bit more gusto. Pete, how do you see it uh, shaking um, out, shaking down? You've also, with the Roosters, um, I, I disagree with you slightly, guys. I, I do have them in the eight. Um, but you also have Jared Warrera Hargreaves coming back from a major injury. Um, but the other uh, player who might be interesting to watch, particularly from a super coach point of view, is this young uh, British winger called Joe Burgess. Um, yep. No, no relation to the others, apparently. Uh, he's got a price of 250000 And I'm just thinking if things work well for the Roosters, if their backline does work, then um, he's supposed to be very good. 
come down to test his wares in the NRL, and I was thinking he might be a worthwhile purchase as well, just as a as a backup winger if you've got that. Uh, it's a lot of money, isn't it? Two fifty. They've really speculated there and, and made life tough because um, you know you'd probably hope to get it a bit cheaper. But those other guys, as Andrew mentioned, there, you know, Slamenkel and and Mitchell, as well as of course Hastings and and yeah. um, Jaden Nicarama. A lot of cheapies there. There's a lot of cheapies, isn't there? There's some guys that you might want to. I mean, uh, throw Cop- in. Copley's under two hundred thousand too, and he he'll probably get a game some at some point. So I mean, they've got plenty of options there, but whether they make you any money or score you any points, <laughs> there's cash cows. <laughs> there's cash cows there. Maybe wait for round one. Keep listening. Keep listening to our show as, and and following us on Twitter at Pros. Let's move on to the final team, the Melbourne Storm. Um, that we're going to talk about today. And Ryan says he thinks they'll come sixth. He's looking, obviously, the big three. I think Slate is, you know, the biggest question mark out of those three. Cameron Munster, Marika Korobiti, Toe Harris and Jesse Bromwich. Um, Andrew, anything to add to that? Is Slater a guy that we even look at? I mean, the price isn't bad. Oh, I mean, he's, he's, he's a future immortal, I guess. Uh, he's... You know, he keeps surprising. He, you know, he scores tries. What you know makes line line breaks. What what else do you, can you ask for? I mean, mm. yeah, I mean, Cameron Smith again. He's just uh, out and out champion, super coach, and and, and footy wise, he's worth the money. He's a lot like the uh, your, your Thurston's, and and again with uh, Jesse Bromwich, you know, that he's got that. That uh, that footwork at line got an offload tackles all day, and I think he's got a good, good big motor too. So they're all they're all good. I think you might want to steer clear of Munster uh, just for the start of the year. Just uh, I guess very expensive. He's yeah, he's almost four hundred thousand, and and you know he's not playing fullback anymore. You know that they're no. going to probably put him in the centres if I'm correct. And uh, yeah, I just don't think he'll score the points that he did as he, he was playing like Slater. Yeah, Slater only three hundred and five, Munster three ninety one, and Slater he's a one at fullback, which we expect. I think that's a bit of a no brainer. I I do have to ask you about Cameron Smith. Four hundred and thirty three thousand, well above the other hookers, you know, that, that are even are close to him. it feels like he's he's in, the price is, is too high. I mean, he finished last year at three eighty nine. I don't know where the extra forty three thousand or fifty three thousand I'm sorry, forty three thousand came from. Um, yeah, it seems like he's being priced on his reputation rather than yeah. supercoach potential. Oh, not potential. But I mean, again, he's he's ultra consistent. His goal kicking lets him down a little bit in supercoach wise. So maybe maybe that's. I think I think he's a stay away at that price. I don't yeah, see you, you might how be you right. Justify it's, it. Yeah, it's it is pretty. But yeah, so he's the the tenth highest. Price in the it's league. amazing that Jake yeah. Granville can be almost a hundred thousand less than him. Yeah, I agree. No, I think he's, a, he's an eighty-minute player, isn't he? He doesn't. He, and he plays every game, and he goal kicks. Yeah, and he kicks goals. But again, like I said, his his goal kicking lets him down every now and then. Were they finished in the top eight, Andrew? Yes, I, I mean they they tripped into the fourth position last last year. I think they'll they'll be around the fifth, fifth, sixth mark. Yeah, I've got him in the top four again. I've got him third, but probably tied with with um, another team who I'll mention next week. Um, but I've got him in the top four again. I, and I think um, I'm really interested 
in um, Nelson or so for Solomono. I think at 201,000. I know that we, we, don't, we try not to look at those guys in around that 300,000 that often, but I think he'd be worth it. I do think that he'll get a price rise on that. And, and he's probably your one to own, unless you want to ride that ship of Billy Slater, which you couldn't argue with at 305000 Um Pete, how do you see it? I see Melbourne um, definitely in the eight. They're too good a team not to be there. The age and so on of the big three of, of Smith and Slater and Cronk is, is a bit of a concern, though. Um, I don't know that Slater's going to be the player that he has been in, in recent years. Um, I definitely pick them for the top eight, though. It's too much experience to get there. Um, although I put them in at sixth in the lower half of the, the top eight. Uh, one other player there who I thought might be reasonable value. I know you said we don't talk about players in that sort of middle price range too much, but Dale Finucane might be a very good one. I think this guy's sort of just finding his feet a bit at Melbourne last year. Um, and with the reduced interchange, I think it will suit him. He's a real workhorse type of player who'll... He just goes all day, and I think you will get some more game time. So, and, and it's interesting more. when you craft your your super cage team, you want to have those counterpoints. You want to get those guys at the weekly upside, and, and you're sort of throwing sort of darts at that the dartboard at. You've got to counterpoint that with players that are really close to their average every week. He is very consistent, Dale Finucane, mm-hmm. and a type yeah, of player. He's a two position front row, second row. So yeah. yeah. And you know you're what you're going to get each week. It can be critical when you've got other players that are very up and down that you know that, okay, this guy's definitely going to get me this many and I need it head-to-head. That's what I need. Will Chambers is the other one. I, I don't think you'd find a more consistent um, centre or a winger that actually mm-hmm. plays a position, unless you went with a second rower that's a dual position. Uh, I think peace of mind, both those players would be worth just adding in, just, just to be, all right, well, I've got these guys I really like, and I'm confident might do something, but I'm not 100%. But then I've also got Fanuke, and I've also got Will Chambers, just as a balance. That's about it, guys. It's been a big show. It's going to be just as big next week. We're going to go through the other four teams from, from uh, last year's top eight, of course. Uh, Sharkies there, the Dragons, the Dogs, the Rabbitohs. So, you know, it doesn't stop here um, at Supercoach Pros, www.supercoachpros.com. Andrew, thank you so much for today. Thanks, mate. It's been uh, been fun getting back into the Supercoach uh, and looking forward to the uh, the Nines this weekend. Nines are going to be great, Pete. Uh, yeah. Will we find another you and Aiken, you know, for Professor George? I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> may well do. It'll be, it'll be very interesting to watch the Nines. Um, geez, you can almost smell it, can't you, guys? Can't wait to get yeah, me neither, me neither. And hopefully Ryan should be back with us next Tuesday as well as we go through our next uh, episode or instalment of the pre-season watch list, pre-season previews here on the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Make sure you send us a tweet if you've got any questions. Follow us at Supercoach Pro, Supercoach P-R-O-S. And we'll see you next week. I am Paulie G. Bye for now. <laughs>